I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game, you're feeling the growth That's time on the mat, we put in the work, believe it ain't easy I know But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll Welcome to episode 25 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast My name is Jeff Boone, I'm an A3, blue belt, one stripe This is Phil Kors, A2, blue belt, no stripes 25th episode, Philly The big one yeah, and you know, that means we've been doing it now for six months, the podcast. Yeah. Because uh, we missed one week. True. In there. Yeah. So, Can't quite a milestone. I know. Yeah. Happens. But that's impressive, though. Six months. Yeah. It doesn't feel, it feels like we started yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, very recently. Somebody asked me the other day, um, do you ever think you're going to not have things to talk about? I'm like... No, we talk about jujitsu all the time. Yeah. We're yeah. always going to have stuff. We might talk about the same thing 10 times. I don't care. Yeah, maybe people don't want to listen anymore, but we'll, <laughs> we'll still talk. Screw it. We're going to keep doing it. Um, so today's article is by Avery Clements, and she writes uh, about the five signs you're training in a healthy gym environment. Yeah. I see some weird stuff online. Like, you'll just see questions like people are cutting me with their toenails, yeah. you know, and what do I do about it? And I don't know. I feel like we don't have those issues. No, because Charlie gives them the t- nail clippers and says, <laughs> cut your nails, you savage. <laughs> it's just like any of those really weird examples... I just, I'm always kind of really surprised that that's a thing people have here's to deal the, with. You know? Here's the one that I, I find the funniest and so happy that our policy is to wear rash guards. It's the one where they're like the big hairy guys uh, with, big hairy guy with no rash guard, you know, like the uh, Will Ferrell, you know, the basketball, yeah. you know, whatever he takes the, the belly to the face. So, uh, was that Long Came Polly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was it. <laughs> but yeah, we just don't have that stuff. And and folks, um, Phil and I are very lucky to train in a great gym environment. I did a little bit of research. Phil did none. None. And um, no but we're very lucky in that we we don't all of these things are what our gym environment is, in other words, in, in the healthy respect. Um so let's just start with the the first one, the academy is is physically safe. Um, you know, just kind of talking about training in an area that's free of debris and uh, sharp corner structures, anything like that. Um, you know, just a physically safe training environment. Um, I can't imagine if you went in and we're going to do jujitsu to place. Nice defenses, yes, in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just had a sword sticking out, you know, from the wall. You know, so that one, I mean, that's pretty visible from the first time you walk in the door. Yeah. And the second one's um, a super important one. All students are treated equally. So, you know, regardless of, you know, gender, 
race, uh, uh, whether you're a white belt or a black belt, you know, treating everyone equally. And, you know, again, if, if, if you walk in and, and, you know, obviously everybody takes a, a healthy bit of ribbing in any training, but yeah. that's just because people like you, you know, they're not likely to do that for the first day. But, you know, if it's, if there's a toxic environment, if they, you know, they really look down on their white belts or whatever, and then it's, you may, you know, think about another gym. Yeah, I, I feel like we've been lucky, obviously, not ever having to deal with that, but again, that's, that's another weird one. Um, kind of goes with where, I guess wherever you go, you kind of pay attention to that, how everybody treats each other and stuff, and. I've heard of maybe like MMA style places having more aggressive roles or styles when they roll, you know, That's or how they up. train necessarily. But yeah, with treating everybody the same. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that's just something. I and I've been to a lot of different academies, and I don't, I don't think that there's been one where. I've seen kind of any of these. So that's, that speaks to the overall, the overall quality that's out there, you know, for, for your opportunities to train jiu-jitsu. So I think that really speaks to that. Yeah. I don't think that everybody I meet that does it is usually very cool. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, the third one is your coaches are approachable. Yeah. Again, you know, we can, John's always, open to questions and, and anything. And so I, I don't know, but maybe, maybe this, whenever you're signing up for, for a school and if the, the actual professor, now sometimes the professor's too busy and they have somebody that, that does that, that's, that's fine. But if, you know, they don't say, Hey, or don't introduce themselves to you, maybe that's not a good sign. Maybe yeah. You should move and on. John pretty much says hello and goodbye to Almost every single person who walks through the door, which is I kind of say impressive. every single person. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's really rare that he misses somebody. I think because he makes that a point, and you notice it. You know, mm-hmm. he always says hello to you when you walk in. Um, yeah, there's appropriate times, obviously, to ask the questions and stuff. And sure, that's kind of a different situation. Um, maybe all the what if questions aren't always the greatest. Sure. To, consistently be asking uh, it's good to think about the technique and what might happen but s- sometimes it kind of can get carried away with what if this happens or that happens or i'm just gonna do that you know that's not always what you're there to train that day you know so i feel like that question goes away like the third or fourth strike on your white belt yeah i feel like that that most most folks by that time they're they they understand that the what if is probably another class. Yeah. You know? Was, but you're absolutely right. That's the answer I got the other day doing the lasso sweep. I'm just like, you know, I'm always the one getting swept. What should I do over here? That's a whole other class. All right, yeah, probably is. So. Yeah, well, you know, some habits die hard. <laughs> um, uh, the fourth is students are protected from other students. Um, you know, obviously somebody who's, larger uh you know maybe maybe fairly new or and haven't had the ego beaten out of them yet mm-hmm. you know uh um if and i think that you know it, it's important it's important um 
that the professor set that tone and, and, you know, certainly ours does, but, but, you know, if, if that's not the case then then maybe consider someplace else for sure. What do you think about the places that don't let white belts roll with other white belts? Ah, man. I mean, maybe it depends on how many people you have there. If you have that luxury. Yeah, I, I think, I think so too. But you know that's probably that's probably where most of the injuries occur. Yeah, I would say. I would think. I, so I mean, I see the rationale, um, but I don't. I, I just I have a hard time with anyone saying with them saying you can't roll with someone you know of your equal belt mm-hmm. no matter what I, I don't know but I, I guess you know I'd have to hear the rationale I just saw that. it we don't... somewhere the other day like they somebody writing their school does not allow white belts to roll with other white belts and I kind of get it because that's probably where injuries are going to occur there's going to be less learning more of a struggle going on but I think there's still a lot of value in the struggle aspect when it's you know, 50-50, but I think you're going to get a lot more learning-wise out of rolling with somebody better than you that lets you work and understands the training aspect of sparring more than just the competition, competitive side of sparring. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, obviously that would have to be a really well-established school, and you'd have to respect that because if, if you know, what, how much... What percentage of an academy are white belts? I would say it has to be the majority. Yeah, I mean seventy percent. Wouldn't wouldn't you say? You would think. You know. I mean, yeah, because if you just look through the ranks, and it's it's like Charlotte's a good example because they've been around for yeah. like twelve years or something. You know, long time. Yeah. They have a lot of upper belts, but I feel like that's mainly who goes to open mats is upper belts. Yeah. You know, I, I don't see the school during the week, so I don't know what the fundamentals class looks like. There's a lot of white belts in it. I see pictures of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of white belts. I mean, I just don't know. I don't know logistically. I don't think that that could work in our academy. I mean, I don't think there's enough. You wouldn't You wouldn't ever be rolling. Yeah. You know? And then the upper belts wouldn't be rolling with anybody but white belts, and that's not good. That's not a good point. I didn't even think about Yeah. Right? I mean, if... So, legit... More... I would tell me that the white belts basically never roll. Because there's no way. Because I didn't even think about that side of it. Yeah. That that it would be upper belts pretty much exclusively having to rotate out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think about that. There's no way that that can happen. I'm, now I'm really curious about what that place said. I, I don't. Too. I had only thought about it from the white belts' perspective. Yeah, no. I had not thought about it from the other side. No, for sure the other side. Because can you imagine... I mean... You would be exclusively, almost exclusively rolling with white belt. That wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't like that. Yeah, so logistically it wouldn't work. And yeah, that would have to. I don't be think like I agree with it separate, now that I talk about it. I don't that think would I agree have to be a whole all. like separate class or something. I think. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It's yeah. it's it's interesting. It just kind of popped in my head there talking about this. I remember reading it the other day. Yeah, um, and then the 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 last point that uh, Avery brings up is your instructor your instructor doesn't 
try to control you. Um, and, and she rightfully points out there's a difference between establishing and, and enforcing the rules or and creating a cult-like gym environment, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, you have to have rules um, that everybody follows. You know, you may not always agree with all the rules, right? Yeah. Um, I, I can't think of one that I disagree with, but, I mean, but, you know, you the fact like that... wearing your shoes in the bathroom. No, yeah, I 100% yeah, agree that. with that rule. That's <laughs> disgusting, Phil. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I I just I can't even imagine. You know, again, we're we're kind of on the outside looking into this article. Yeah, because uh, I I've never trained at a place that this is, you know, been an issue or something that I've even noted. You know? Yeah. So. Um, but that's just the week's article. Thank you, Avery Clements, uh, for that. Uh, I think that it's going to be helpful for those, especially for those who, who may not have started jiu-jitsu yet and don't know what they're looking for yeah. and actually do want to do research like unlike you. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. I recommend it. Yeah, for sure. I wonder if uh, maybe it applies more to schools that train a bunch of stuff. Because you, you see that, like, like CrossFit and all the other things, you know what I mean? Like, maybe there's kettlebells on the map. It's not physically safe. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Whoops. Hey. Um, that was Schluter just now. Nice. Uh, hey, man. <laughs> Shout out, Doug Schluter. Um... But yeah, so so we'll move on to the next segment. We might make this a we might make this next one a regular segment, and that's Phil's competition tips. Yeah, so Let's we had a competition get... last weekend. Yeah, and this is a tip I've never heard before. Uh-huh. Just make a friend with a guy that you're gonna roll with, because uh, they're usually pretty cool. So yeah, I had a competition with Elijah, and uh-huh. he also sponsors the Toro Cup like we do, and. Yep. Uh, we had got to talking before the match and just really cool. Again, another person that does jujitsu, shocker, mm-hmm. great guy, fun to talk to, um, fun to roll with mm-hmm. and, and everything else. So you that's one you don't seem, hear a whole lot. Yeah. You didn't seem, um, you didn't seem nervous at all. No, wasn't. Were you not? No, that was the first you time. You didn't I've seem been nervous at all. That's one thing I did notice. Real comfortable, like before even before talking to him I feel like leading up to it I didn't do anything like for weight cut stuff I don't care about that I didn't do anything different in training other than just keep I mean I don't know like I keep saying it but I feel like the more you learn the more you realize you have no idea what's going on sure like I'm just all over the place lately with what I'm going to try to work on from here on out for a little while. And it is so many different things that it almost feels like I'm working on nothing because I'm trying to do so many different ones. You know, like I'm trying to do outside guard passing to work with the pressure passing, trying to do open guard, lasso guard stuff that we just learned, like the two feet on the hips that Phil Andy was showing me. The thing that he was stuff like Joey's doing, trying to like just kind of familiarize myself with it because I'm can't get used to it. That single leg X stuff that Brad was showing me, the X guard that John did in the class, and then I, I go watch the videos on. I am trying to do 10 million things, spinning in circles, just trying to 
get something going, I guess, and get comfortable with one of them. And it feels like I'm making no progress, but I'm, I'm sure it'll start feeling like some traction is being made soon. But yeah, I, nothing really different leading up for a competition necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't trying to do one specific thing for it or train any different than I had been. But uh, yeah, it's it's almost like the the like being moved to blue belt like took a bunch of pressure off, right? Because like I was saying, I can't control who I'm going to go against. Like Austin's a blue belt. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I weigh 30 pounds more than him, you know? Like yeah. the weight cut's not going to help. And yeah. it doesn't matter if I like really try to get good at this triangle setup. I'm not going to do it, you right. know? He's so far ahead of me. Yeah. So I just wasn't, I want to say it took all the pressure of success off and just got back to like, I like competition stuff. I want to be out there and I want to do it. And I just want to roll. And then it's just really cool that the guy is able to talk to me beforehand. Obviously cool guy doing Toro Cup stuff. He does a lot of, I don't want to talk too much about it because I'd like to have him on, like what he actually does. I'd like For to have sure. Him on the podcast, but he yeah. does stuff with veterans and everything. And, and I think that's all really Great awesome, you yeah. know? So just meet your opponent before the match and become friends with them. That's, that's it. That's uh, Phil's competition tips, ladies make, and gentlemen. Make new friends. I'm not even good at that, you know? You're terrible at that. I'm so bad at that. You're really bad. But did it last Saturday, so. I remember, what, what was it? You said, you said um, how'd you just do that? You remember that? At which point? Whenever you said, I was like, do what? You were like, um, just go up and talk to them. Yeah, it's weird to me. You just go up and talk to people. I don't know. For no reason. Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, that's what you do. <laughs> that's so funny. So, the competition was uh, submission only. Yep. Um, uh, good fight in uh, in Huntersville, North Carolina. And, uh, man, the team did great. So good, everybody. The, the kids... Did phenomenal, and I swear, man, I have such a great time watching those kids' matches. It's hilarious. Um, uh, little Hayden Kuzma. I mean, it was hilarious. It, and it's so funny because submission only with the kids, it's like, okay, it's going to overtime. Yeah. Whatever's going to happen, it's going to because It's your five. I yeah, know, I they just started training and you're five years old. <laughs> and it was just hilarious. And just smiling, all the kids smiling and, and having a good time. It goes to, you know, it goes to that um, kind of the experience. They've been competing for a long time, Tony and, and Christopher, Gabe. All of them have been competing for a long Gavin, a really long time. And I was super impressed with Gavin, too, you know, in bad because he's inevitably always fighting somebody that's bigger than him because yeah. he's a smaller, uh, smaller kid, weighs less. And, you know, even whenever somebody's mounted, his face is just stone cold. You know, he you can see like he's thinking about how to get out of this and never with any emotion and just... Well, yeah, and what's cool though is like, I feel like I would have been like this as a kid and a lot of kids are where I would have just looked at the kid that's bigger than me and before the match started, I would have lost. Yeah. Because I would have been right. like, I, ah, this kid's so big, he's a year older than me, what am I going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? I would have lost before it even started. Yeah, you know, I don't I think that thought ever crosses his mind. No, it doesn't. And it's, it's super amazing. impressive. 
It's amazing. Yeah, I learned a lot, man. I learned a lot from the kids and, and from everybody. You know, uh, it was uh, it, had, it was Yona's first competition. Um, she did really well. Um, you just already hit a better takedown than I'll ever hit. In yeah, for sure. Her single leg is way better than yours. Better than any takedown I could do. Yeah. <laughs> Her, she hit one in her first match that's better than I'll probably get at least for a couple more years. <laughs> Hilarious. Hilarious. I don't even know if I should mention that this, but I'm going to. When she came off the mat after her first match, she was dead tired. Mm -hmm. and, and she goes, she was like, um, Jeff, I don't want to do that again. No. that Well, what's so funny is I... <laughs> I've been there. I would never say Everybody's it. Everybody's been there. I would never say I it out loud. I wouldn't say it, no. Yeah, but that's but, just the way she is, yeah, you know? You know, I would never say it out loud. But yeah, after the first match that I don't remember, I walked off and I was like, <sighs> I really don't want to do that again. It's <laughs> <So, laughs> <so, laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. She, obviously, she did do it again. Um, but but I thought that was really funny. And, um, and, uh, you know, so if if you guys are interested in uh, Phil's matches, it's not going to take you very long to go through them. He's got three matches, uh, and I think the longest one was fifty six seconds. Maybe? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so all three matches in in, uh, in under three minutes, and you know, and I was just thinking about this, but the results we really don't care about the results. It's not what you do it for. But for the listeners, Phil won the uh, competition. So did so did Landon. So did a bunch of the kids. You know, it was really really good competition. They took the the kids team trophy home. I, did, was there a trophy or a medal or something? Yeah, it's a, it's a trophy. Yeah, took the kids team trophy home and um, yeah. So Phil won. Landon won. Um, Gee and no gi. Uh, I mean, what was good for me is I was able to. At no, I was able to keep composure the entire time, mm -hmm. roll at the pace I do when I'm at the gym. Uh, yep. Never over grip. Yeah. You know, and there wasn't a lot of time, obviously, but I think sure. a lot of that contributes to the fact that I didn't do any of those things. Yeah. So the, I mean, and I, I think Monday I was talking to Luke about it, where he's like, "Is this the most relaxed you've been?" And I said, "Yeah, easily." You know. Sure. And. The biggest part of the competition for me in the last couple ones going into it is like been mental. Can I just calm down? Can I just do like we make the joke all the time. If I could just remember all the stuff in the fundamentals program I've seen ten times, I should know enough. We should know every move in jujitsu. By this point, I should we know don't. enough to never struggle, but I can't remember anything or do it right. You know, so it's like but it's just like my biggest thing has been can I just calm down? Can I just roll at the pace and the the tempo with the mindset that I always have in the gym and I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you lose, well, maybe matter, a but. little different mindset than in a gym because it is a competition. You are, you are, um, it's a different speed. It's a different pace. It always is mm -hmm. in the competition, but, but to be composed at that. Right. right. Well, yeah. and if that's the goal, you know, you don't always, you won't reach it necessarily, but, Every time I'm getting more, more relaxed, more comfortable, and the things are going better because of that, you know. Mm -hmm. And even 
even the first match that was like 30 seconds, he ankle locked. He got an ankle lock on me. Mm-hmm. And it was whatever, you know? Yeah. Lesson learned. Don't pull guard that terribly ever again. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you actually just pulled guard. You grabbed his lapel and then just stuck your foot where an ankle lock would be. Yeah. And don't do surprise, that. Surprise, surprise. You got an ankle lock. Lesson learned. So if you did that immediately, uh, it hurt. <laughs> you were bruised. <laughs> For yeah. a couple days. Uh, yeah. It's fine now. But yeah. No, I mean, it, it's lesson learned again. It's pull guard super aggressive. And Manny tells me that all the time. Yeah. Like, if you're pulling guard, close it up. Like, don't give me time to pass. Because mm-hmm. then the next time, he just tosses me to the side. Because he's like, you didn't pull guard. Like, that's your chance. That's what you need to do. You and, and it goes back to that video that we shared of... James Klingerman, it was a great story. I loved I loved that story where he shared that that, you know, back in the early days, I think he said it was like was it ninety eight, nineteen ninety eight or something like that was what he referenced to with regards to pulling guard. Did you see that one that I shared from James? Or I think follow? I did, but you might be confusing two videos, I'm not sure. Or I might be. Okay. So well anyway, the gist of this video was, you know, in the early days whenever he was competing, you know, they would, like, someone would pull guard on him, and he would just go into their guard, right? Yeah. Like, he, yeah, thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, he thought it was a courtesy. Like, okay, you're yes. pulling guard. Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and get in your guard. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, you're kind of on the opposite of that spectrum where you want to pull them into your guard. Because now everybody knows, and this is what he learned, because someone at the competition... <laughs> <laughs> didn't go into their guard. He was like, whoa, that's rude. Yeah, you go exactly. in my guard. <laughs> What's the easiest way to pass guard? Never be in guard. Yeah. Right? I mean, and so, so I thought that was a, I thought it was a great yeah, story. I yeah, loved it. I, I, I thought it was um, really funny. Shout out James Klingerman. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really funny. So you, conversely, you know, whenever you pull guard, you have to pull guard like you mean it, you have to do it. And listen, for those out there, pulling guard is a technique, and it's not something that I do often. But guess what? I practice it because I, at some point I'm going to do it in mm-hmm. in competition or otherwise. And if you don't practice, try it. If if you're if you're out there now and haven't really been a guard puller, try to pull guard. It's it's not it's not an easy thing to do with control unless you practice it. Just like everything else in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. You know? So, but back to that, I was able to keep my head, basically, and not freak out necessarily after making a giant mistake and, and mm-hmm. four seconds into the first match, you know? Just kind of stay calm and all that stuff is, that's, that's like my competition goal. I don't really care about anything else. Just like, keep that composure. Stay as calm as Gavin. That's my competition goal. There you go. That'd be good. <laughs> Um, the second, just to recap, so the the first match, all three matches against Elijah. The mm-hmm. first first match, he ankle locked you. Second match, um, really slick armbar. Um, I don't even know how, how it was really fast, really slick armbar that you did. Uh, caught him in like I don't know forty seconds or something like that. And then yeah. it was the same one. He was uh, kind of doing that like a, a massa pow. I want to say whatever. Yeah, to the thrust choke. Kind of, yeah. That kind of guard pass is kind of attacking from inside the guard on the neck, and that happens to me all the time because people are always bigger than me. 
Yeah. So a lot of people's instinct is to try to attack my neck in the closed guard. So yeah. Same one you caught me with the other day, training. Whenever I was reaching back to uh, break your guard, great, super tight, super fast, really good, really, really good armbar. But uh, that's, the, that's the same one that we always drill at John shows with the Virginia with the, the chop. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same thing. Exactly. Um, and the third match, uh, and I want to uh, uh, maybe just uh, say I predicted the third match. I whispered to Marshall. He was beside me, and I was like, Phil's going to choke him this match. Sure enough, cross choke because, you know, that's what you do. My favorite one, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know it is. Uh so yeah, a great competition, great result. And listen, the win is in competing. That's where the win is, you know. Um, so congratulations. No, for me, that. it's I made a friend. I don't do that very often. So now I'm looking forward to seeing sure. next week at the uh, Toro Cup. Well, this is the only way you're going to make friends is jujitsu. Man, yeah, that's 100 percent true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anybody out there that doesn't have friends and is not doing jujitsu, go do jujitsu. You'll get friends. Way easier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, speaking of James Klingerman, wanted to uh, talk about his video. You watched his video, kind of let the let the audience know what you're talking about on that. Did we share? You shared it, didn't you? Or did that you? one you did, yeah. Okay. One of us shared it, but yeah, it's like all. I think I did everything he's been doing. I feel like he's speaking to me because he's been just working from the guard, and uh, yeah, did that, he did a really cool cross choke to an arm bar kind of combination stuff and I I feel like I didn't I don't connect those two necessarily right now because I tend to go more cross joke and triangle combinations um, but yeah just really cool stuff he does and then then he started working on the lapel thing like you were talking about being less rapey with that he uses his foot yeah super cool which I'm gonna try in an hour or two here when I go meet with Mark I'm gonna see how that works uh, yeah so then he's doing lapel choke stuff uh, to cross chokes with the lapel and then the baseball bat choke mm-hmm. and then something that's been happening to me obviously everybody knows the baseball bat choke like it's not sure you know best case you hit it on somebody once right you know real good yeah and then they're aware you know? but uh I, just one quick story i remember the first time that i got baseball choked and it was by jeremiah and i was like brand new and uh and Jeremiah was a four stripe white belt at the time. I had zero stripes, and um, and again, I wasn't the best one to roll with. But I'm like, all right, oh my god, I'm gonna pass, I'm gonna pass this guy's guard. You know, I already knew it was he was good then, and, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna pass this guy's guard. I pass pass his guard, and like immediately, immediately, I was like tapping. I was almost out. Like, immediately, whatever he did, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, what did you just do there? And he started laughing. He's like, that's the baseball joke. So, yeah, that's my baseball joke story. And, I, you know, I have been baseball choked again by Ben Holder. But I kind of know it's coming whenever it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, you know, usually it only takes once, I feel like, with that one. Because that one's real strong. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, and, but people will see it coming and they'll stop and they'll try to go the other way. And I'm just watching this video and James just switches his hands, you know. Thumbs are pointing one way, they want to go the other way, make your thumbs point the other way. <laughs> Mind blowing, you know. And it's so simple. And it's something I've thought about as rolling. I'm like, I know he's going to go this other way. Like, how do I switch my, I don't know why. 
it's that hard to figure out in the situation. But I'm like, how do I deal with him going the other way? Do I like remove this hand or just that hand? You know, and then it's obvious as soon as you see it, and you just have to kind of laugh at yourself for being dumb, but just funny, you know. And then uh, the other cool lapel stuff he did with arm bars and stuff. It's all all right there, but it's it's. Definitely follow James if you don't yet, because he Please. always has cool stuff. Please follow him. But at the same time, you know, I've we just, sound like fanboy. I, I think we kind of are fanboys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's no. It's, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, there's no no denying it. We so. are. It's fine. No big deal. Not, I don't regret it at all. But um, all the stuff he's been doing is like all, all the stuff that I'm always working on. Just a different, just a different look at it, you know. And it's even if the only thing I take away is how to switch my hands. Awesome. That's enough. Yeah. Yeah. And you know. Nearly most of the stuff in jiu-jitsu is that simple. I just don't understand why I can't remember it all. Yeah. But I can't. No. I mean, like, talking about that last sweep, how many times have I been swept the same exact way? But I still don't see the setup coming until it's too late. Yeah. Yeah, no. You're not doing anything special or secretive. Like, I'm just... Falling for it over and over again, you know, but that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so uh, next on the topic is, you know, I got to, uh, I finally got to go down and, and train with the Fight to Win uh, Mountain Division in Asheville. Shout out to uh, Brad Hanna uh, for a great class. Got to do the um, do the advanced jiu-jitsu class where he did uh, some really slick setups for whenever you're kind of caught it's kind of a bad position where you you tried to do a butterfly guard and they've kind of collapsed on you to that low passing position you know so dealing with that low passing position doing a guillotine doing a uh kind of a, a cross collar choke with your guillotine hand on the lapel too and doing a, a roll through guillotine or cross collar choke as well. So it was a really cool class, and and um, Kyle tried to kill us in warm ups, and it was really fun. Uh, it was <laughs> doing bear crawls, everything. It was cool though. It was a lot of fun, and um, and they got a lot of really good people there. It was so much fun, and they've got something that I've never rolled on before, and that's a floating floor under the mats. It's incredible. Like whenever you're like bouncing on it, it's all, it's all about, like I could see, I could see, you know, I've said, I, I just, my body won't hold up to judo. I could see being able to do judo on that, that floating floor mm-hmm. mat because it, it does have so much giving. It's really cool. Really uh, great academy. Glad that we're affiliated with them. They, you know, they all welcomed me in. It was, um, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, it's always good to, to, you know, train with teammates that you don't always get to train with. So, um, so yeah, that was that was my experience with them. It was, uh, again, a great time, and thanks to Brad Hanna for that. I don't know. Is there anything else, Billy? Mm. We can do it open mat tomorrow. We can work on. What am I going to work on at Open Mat tomorrow? Well, it depends on where I go to Open Mat. If I go to the Denver School, if I go to Charlotte School, I don't know if Charlotte School's open. 9.30. Hmm? 9.30, I think. 
Oh, they are open at nine thirty. If I go to Charlotte School, I'm gonna work on, um, obviously, defense. <laughs> so uh, you know what? Actually, probably this, and not because I'm letting someone get the position, but probably my back defense is probably what I'm gonna end up working on there, uh, and maybe even uh, the turtle position some more. Right? There you go. You know, man, I saw Landon working that turtle position. With that guy, I kept turtling back up on him over and over again. He had really had to work to get it. And yeah. I was like, there it is, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that was really good. Um, but yeah, how about you? I'm going to try to get that lapel out of my foot. Man, I can't wait to see that. It's going to be super I'm slick. I have a feeling. Right in the mouth. Have a Boom! Sorry. Sorry, you can apologize now. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Phil, tell people how they can support us. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube page because that's where all the cool stuff is going. Super We're gonna cool stuff. Get the, the the live stuff going on there sooner than later. Uh, all the videos that are already on there are good. Um, and Facebook, follow on Facebook. The better version of the website will be up next week with a more reasonable way to buy stuff like a cool shirt and some other cool stuff Jeff is going to start selling like uh, instructional DVDs um, on all the techniques he's really good at. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, that is not going to happen because there are, I've collected absolutely none of those techniques so far that I'm really good at, but someday maybe. So uh, yeah, the, the website will be fixed in a, next week or so. It'll be a little bit better. And Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Twitter's over like 10 followers now. Yes. Exploding. Power on Twitter. Viral. Yeah. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, that's uh, Instagram. Instagram's going well, right? We've got, got several things up there. Um, yeah. So, what else is there? Did we miss anything? Did I say Toro Cup? We're going to be there? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, we're going to be it. doing that next week. So, we'll have two, next two podcasts, you have guests on them. Yep. Looking forward to it. So we're going to have uh, James Boomer Hogaboom on the podcast who runs the Toro Cup and um, is a phenomenal hype man. Very good. Really good hype man. Him and Bagels both. Really good. Solid hype man. And um, Billy Dowie Mm -hmm. uh, uh, from Raleigh. And and I can't wait for that. Guys, I don't know what to expect with Billy. He's, uh, He's a funny dude. Uh, uh, but I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a fun podcast. Um, so, and, and, and Joey gets to compete. Uh, 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 jo- I think, um, uh, Samantha, Seth and, and Ilea, uh, Shell are mm-hmm. both competing. So man, just looking forward to that. That's going to be a, that's going to be a great time. Yeah, it's and it's gonna be cool going back again because a lot of those people are the same one. CJ will be competing also. CJ too. is competing. That's right. Um, I did see that. There. So hey, shout out. Hopefully, CJ does well at the pans this week too. He's at the uh, pans. My buddy Kirk. David's doing that too. David, yeah, David Young from, from, from Five. Cabin Five, Cabin Five crew. Good luck to David at the pans this year. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and my buddy Kirk Pearson. Brad is there too, right? Is Brad doing that one? Is he? Lucas Sepris, was he doing pans or was he doing something else? I think was it pans? pans? Yeah, I think it was. Is Brad? Oh, we gotta watch Brad's matches. I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we gotta watch. But yeah, a bunch of people there, so I hope everybody does good. But the Toro Cup's gonna be more fun this time because it's like a couple of the same people that I saw last time. Yep. And as you become more familiar, it's a little bit easier to 
not like it was difficult to watch, but you, you know, it's more fun when you know the people. I'm super interested. In, I'm interested in all the matches. There's some great matchups, but I'm super interested in the Vernon Kirk and Chris Luter. I think Chris Luter's doing pans this week too. Yeah. Um, but I'm super interested in that match. It's, uh, um, but uh, but yeah. So um, with that, check us out at, at Toro Cup. Hopefully, you'll uh, you'll be able to maybe come out and attend Toro Cup. It's a great time. Really is, um, and so uh, if you're not out there doing something to make yourself better, get out there and do it. Phil and I choose jujitsu. Hopefully, you will too. I'm about to feed him to the sharks right now. Get him hyped right now. Yeah, you know the ground is up. Yeah, everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah, so let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Aye. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. It's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. No. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll.